the In This League Podcast Network. In this ring, in this corner, Joe Pizzapia. This corner, Tim Heaney. Gentlemen, let's go. Hey, Joe. What's up, everybody? It's me, Joe and Pizza Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It's me, and it's Tim Heaney, and it's you, and it's a special guest today because our boy Nate Bush is joining us. So, Tim Heaney, we're not alone. Someone's inside the room with us. Can you believe it? Oh, thank God I needed the help. <laughs> oh, boy, you are salty today. What's wrong with you? Is your air conditioner broken? Did you, did you not get enough uh, hey. not get enough whipped cream on your latte this morning, Taco? Hey, What's wrong hey, with you? These, these pre-war buildings trap a lot of heat, all right, man? It's, uh, it, it, it's a bad one. Is this summer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how was how it down in West Virginia there, Nate? Is it hot as balls or what? Uh, not, not today. Thank God. The other day it was like a hundred and I was ready to, uh, ready to leave and go somewhere. I don't know. Canada, Alaska, <laughs> the Arctic, and, anywhere. Any, just killing any of it would have been nice. I'm sure. That's for sure. So Parts we're going to break down wherever, the- you know, <laughs> Parts you know, it's amazing how many wrestlers come out of there. It's amazing. The amount of talent Parts Unknown produces on, a, on an annual basis, right? I mean, it's a high, it's a high percentage, really. If you think about it. It is. I mean, parts unknown and Tampa, Florida. I think those are the two places where you get the most, the most wrestling talent. They're hotbeds of wrestling talent. And speaking of wrestling talent, all the talent old and new was at the Raw reunion. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little about this Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon feud. We're also going to uh, discuss some of the underutilized talent and whether or not we're finally riding the ship and starting to use them properly and what that means for some of the guys who haven't been seen on TV lately and what it might mean for the AEW as well. But let's start with the Raw reunion. I'm sure you all saw it. So I'm going to start with uh, you, Nate, since you're the guest today. Was Raw reunion just the member berries, whatever nonsense? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Did it fall short of your expectations? Or is it just a matter of WWE still just kind of living in the past instead of continuously trying to make new stars to bring back for a reunion in 20 years from now? I thought Raw Reunion was just, uh, I mean, it was pure nostalgia. It's all it was. Uh, it wasn't even a really a, a good wrestling program per se if you're a wrestling fan. However, I, I did enjoy it because, you know, I, I guess I grew up, I was born in 1990, so I, I grew up watching most of those people. And Monday Night Raw is a big part of my life. Um, you know, I, I wasn't around for like Saturday night's main event and stuff like that. Uh, that I can recall, but my thing with Raw was this was just a pure ratings grab. Is all it was. They were attempting to get new eyes on the product, or they were attempting to get old disgruntled eyes back on the product and say, "Okay, <laughs> here's here is some people you used to love. Now look at this look at this Braun Strowman guy. Hey, we got Seth Rollins and AJ Styles here too. Oh, look, Roman Reigns." Hey, Samoa Joe, you may like these guys. Why don't you come back next week and enjoy it? So to me, it was just a whole, hey, here's Stone Cold, but check these guys out too. You may like them. So I enjoyed it and I understand why they did it. Um, But, you know, it was just, it was kind of okay. I wouldn't want to see yeah. another one for another, you know, 10 years or so. Kind of like yeah, I hope this doesn't become an annual thing. That was my worry is like, oh, no, mm-hmm. is Raw Reunion going to be an annual thing or is it going to be SmackDown Reunion? Because well, next year, SmackDown's 20, I believe, if I'm 
right? Or did, was it this, this year? year? SmackDown was 20. This year. It was this year, right? That's right. That was the whole Batista So it's out of the way already. Stuff. Thank goodness. So it's out, thank God. So I don't want any more, no <laughs> more reunions, although I feel like there's going to be a SmackDown reunion at some point soon. SmackDown turns 21. SmackDown can now drink. <laughs> That's right. Now Stone Cold can come out and drink on on uh, SmackDown. That's what you want. So, Tim, how about you? What were your feelings on Raw reunion? Did you enjoy the Nostalgia Fest, or did you uh, roll your eyes too much? And especially some of the people they brought back, where it's kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> like that? That's where we're going with this? Well, there was plenty of eye rolling. I think that I, I agree with Nate the fact that sometimes you have to do these episodes where it's just a little something different. You don't really have to be always advancing the product moving forward, especially if you want to take a breather before a big event like SummerSlam. I think this is a good opportunity to just kind of like, you know, let everybody reset a little bit there. Um, some things move forward. I kind of like what they did with, um, you know, with, with how Mick Foley got taken down. I guess we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, yeah, like, like if you're not expecting everything to move forward, it was okay. I mean, I think some of the guys are obviously old enough not to do their signature move and all that stuff. The 24-7 involvement was kind of okay. Uh, yeah, I... I, I took it for what it was, and hopefully next week they really start moving with some of these things as SummerSlam, arguably the second biggest pay-per-view is coming up. I kind of felt dirty for enjoying the 24-7 nonsense. Like, it was so bad it, it was bad. good. It was No, it was so bad it was good. Like, that's how I felt about it. And then it was like Patterson. I was waiting for, okay, when's Briscoe get in there? It was Briscoe. And, <laughs> yeah, we got all those moments. And then you had the the fun moment with Lundra Blaze coming out and teasing the garbage can, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I think that's an all-time classic you know, if you want to talk about like top 10 classic wrestling iconic moments, that's definitely up there. I think I think it's in the top 10. It's a, it was a huge deal. Not even like matches, just like moments. But I, I agree with you, Tim. I think the highlight of the night was definitely well, if you're trying to get old eyeballs on the product or eyeballs that left back on the product or whoever you want to call it. I think the Mick Foley moment was the best one because you had that great spot there where you had the idiots running through with the 24 seven. And then he goes and he's showing that iconic clip of him winning that belt on Raw, and I'll never forget that. I remember watching it live, going, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mick Foley won. This is so exciting. Ugh, that'll put butts in the seats. Yeah, and then, <laughs> right, and, yeah. and of course, the, the famous Eric Bischoff. It was, it was Bischoff who said it on the broadcast, right, wasn't it? Giovanni. It was Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni said, okay. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. In case you want to watch the other thing, one of the most beloved guys ever is winning a championship. <laughs> right. Who would want to see that? I mean, you know. I think Bischoff might have been telling him to say that to mock him. Probably he was the one that delivered it, though. Probably, if Shawnee wasn't the one that yeah. delivered it, but it, that was getting Bray Wyatt involved there with the mandible claw and doing that whole thing was terrific. And then the follow up, too, uh, I think on SmackDown with the Firefly Funhouse thing was great. So let, mm -hmm. let's transition into that. We'll, we'll maybe touch on a couple other reunion things, but let's talk about this Bray Wyatt spinoff here. And, and Tim, your feelings about this because. I'm waiting now for how do you work back in the other Firefly Funhouse thing and that character. And here it was just mm. the next night. And that's exactly what they needed to do. They needed to stay hot with it. And I, I love this. This is working out so well. I still have questions about wrestling in the mask. The problem for me with wrestling in the mask is you kind of disconnect from the emotional life of the wrestler, the pain, the joy, all that stuff, because, you know, right now it just becomes a one note thing of being in the mask. So Nate, do you think he's going to wrestle in the mask? You think that's always going to be the case? And do you think he should? I think he should because that kind of separates the two characters from each other as they're they're doing now. Because if you look at Mick Foley, when he did the three faces of Foley, you know, he had the different the different characters with the different outfits. Sometimes mankind wore the mask, but then you know, do love Cactus Jack wouldn't. Um, I think if Bray wrestles in the mask, I love the mask. I think it's absolutely horrifying. Um, hmm. The problem is when he has the mask, 
you can't job him because if he starts losing in the mask, then he just looks right. like an idiot. It's yeah. like, ooh, that's a scary mask. And it's like, oh, well, this is a, a loss to, you know, Baron Corbin, who thank God wasn't on Raw <laughs> Reunion. That was great. Nate's default uh, 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 example is Baron Corbin, of course. Well, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Nate does hate Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah. And Baron Corbin hates Nate. He does. In all fairness. In it, all it, fairness, it goes yes, both ways to hate. It's a hate-hate <laughs> relationship. But, you know, I, I like what they're doing with the character. I think that, you know, again, I get excited for this character. I just hope they don't let me down like they did in the past with this character. And I love the demented Pee Wee's Playhouse, Mr. Rogers type thing. It's It's so much fun to me. It so, was great uh, to work it back in the next night. The way the way they yeah. worked that back in there the next the very next night and had the whole well, you know, it would be really great to to fight with you and like the fiend is ready and all. Like, it's just great. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is terrific. You have to have Finn Balor lose because you have to put the demon over. Oh, excuse me, you have to have Finn Balor lose because you have to put the fiend over. But you're not going to get the demon for the first time in what like four big fours. Like I feel like every time we have a big four lately, pay per view, we have the demon. So you're going to beat mm-hmm. face Finn Balor. When Finn Balor returns, is he going to be in the club? Tim, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it would make sense to kind of put him there. Um, like, like I said, I think having him go over here is kind of the sacrificial lamb makes sense because he is taking that break. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the, the history with the the four of those guys makes a lot of sense to kind of have that be his initial thing back. Like, all right, why was I away or whatever? You can kind of write off that maybe he lost confidence or something. He's going back with his people. Um, and you know, AJ Styles and Ballery all want that match again, so that would be a great setup down the road. How about you, Nate? Do you think that uh, putting him in the club is the right move when he comes back? If he comes back uh, as just regular Finn Bauer all the time, or uh, do you think that kind of stunts his potential putting him in that group, or does it elevate him putting him in that group? Um, I think as long as Bauer is on the card somewhere, being in the club won't hurt him at all. I really enjoy, um, you know, the idea of putting those four together, they're all great workers. They're all uh, great mic workers. You can beat Gallows and Anderson, and I think you're still okay. Uh, Styles and Balor could have a great feud eventually, or maybe even over control of the club per se, you know, uh, whatever it may be. But, you know, Bray's going to beat, you know, Harley Davidson, no t-shirt Finn Balor at SummerSlam. So that, that'll that be interesting, but... <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm the only one here. Well, you know, he wears the jacket, and it's just like, ooh, I, I ride Harley. It's so funny. I'm I know so exactly. Cool. What Hear my abs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if, he's, if we had those abs, I would, I mean, I would never wear a shirt anyway. I would, no matter I, what, I would I, wear a shirt. Even I if I was living point. in parts unknown, I wouldn't live a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I would walk down Dudleyville's main street with those abs out. But uh, <laughs> Tim Balor, you know, my, my biggest thing with him is, and this, is, and this isn't a, a Balor problem. This is more of a company thing. I don't like the fact that the demon is its own character. I never did. I never really was a fan of that because to me, you've made Finn Balor, the character into a, Oh, well, he's just a nice guy and he's a a solid mid card intercontinental champion. That's nice. That's that Finn Balor guy. The demon comes out and he's over like Rover. And this guy's a main eventer and can do all these things. Well, so you're telling me that this dude, when he puts on face paint, Right. And this weird and this weird looking snowboarding hat that he wears. This guy goes from <laughs> this guy goes from mid card guy to main event just because he took some time to paint. I just uh, miss when he dressed up 
for special occasions like you well, did I kind of said the same thing about uh, you know uh, I think it was you know a couple months ago I was saying the same thing the the way to save Finn Bowers that kind of almost do what they ended up doing with Bray Wyatt which is have him be like the agent of the demon kind of thing where you know well the demon's not here tonight whatever it is make him like a split personality thing and that would be super cool and then you know you could like you know sell pictures you know like uh you know t-shirts with his face cut in half and all this fun stuff and and really make it like there's they're one person but you know he's you know a little psychotic and stuff and you're right i mean the demon is so over the demon was over in nxt it's such a huge thing it's a money maker why don't they seem to care tim like why are they why are they happy do you think it's just because they need they want the good looking face on tv and they're just content to do that they'd rather have good looking face finn balor on tv Maybe satisfy a little bit of the maybe a little of the female public too with yeah, that. It, I mean that that's it's it, part it, of the deal, right? It, it kind of remind me, reminds me of like Topher Grace had to show his face when he was Venom in Spider Man Three, and because he wanted oh, the face. God, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very similar thing. You you, you kind of nailed on that at the end there. And I, I think I think that's it's it's sad because I think when you see the member not that long ago, Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion, and he's never really. Yep. Oh, gotten back hours, there since. Yeah, but... and and then the best <laughs> moments we remember of Finn Bauer since are what when he showed up as the demon against AJ Styles and had that impromptu match because everybody had uh I don't know what the hell like hoof and mouth or whatever kind of crazy thing that outbreak was a month, actually a month yeah. I don't know what the hell is it Roman Bray had it yeah yeah everybody got sick I don't know what the hell is going but I mean like the, those are the moments that stick out or like SummerSlam last year where the demon showed up and nobody really knew it, it was like yay hooray demon and it gets the biggest pop of the night pretty much outside of the Becky Lynch turning. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's 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 certainly bizarre. But speaking of which, we are seeing some of the talent that has been underutilized starting to get utilized. And one of them is Nakamura. And this feels so good. It felt so good when it happened. It was crappy to me that they put it on the pre-show. But I don't really care. As long as it happened, it happened. The reboot of Nakamura is really working for me right now. I love the long leather coat. He looks super comfortable. It looks like the crowd has bought back into 100%. So if the crowd's bought in, he's bought in. He is basically badass Nakamura again. Like he is an, He's a heel that you love, and that's where he should be anyway. He shouldn't have been a face at any point in time. And again, this is one of those guys. It wrestles better. Just like Finn Balor wrestles better when he's the demon. He has an edge to him. Nakamura wrestles better when he is a, quote, bad guy. So how do you feel about the reboot of Nakamura here, Tim? Is it working for you? Yeah, I think it's. I don't, I don't even want to call it a reboot. I just think it's like a return. So okay, I wonder yeah, what. Return. I wonder what the break was about. I wonder if it was like, I mean, just character work. Really, they didn't have anything for him, or if maybe it was like his own break that he was taking. I don't know the specifics behind that, but you know, absence makes the, makes the heart grow fonder, etc. You know, we we love the Nakamura Styles potential, but it, you know, these that and other feuds from him have really haven't converted into what we wanted them to be. You know, this is the more the New Japan attitude, Nakamura, the one where he just like doesn't, you know, doesn't give a shit or anything. Yeah, so he I should think be rock star. I don't care. I'm, I'm just in a different, you know, yeah. I, I'm working in a different p- pace in a different place and all these other things. And he should just be his own dude. How about you, Nate? Do you like so far that not only did they bring back Nakamura, they put the belt on him so quickly. I think it's great. How about you? Oh, yeah, I enjoy it. I think um, Nakamura is one of the most underutilized talents they have. Uh, the biggest thing with Nakamura was, I think Vince McMahon, and this is, of course, speculation. You know, I don't, um, I'm just going from what I know from Vince McMahon from years past versus now. I think Vince McMahon does not like the name Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I honestly believe that. I think Vince McMahon 
one of the, we'll turn him into the artist. That's what we'll call him. The artist kind of like he did. He didn't like Vader. He wanted to call him the Mastodon. So yeah. if you ever notice people on the announcers would always say, Oh, the artist Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm -hmm. I felt like he was just more concerned about getting the artist character over and not the actual wrestler Finn Bal or not Finn Bal, excuse me, Shinsuke Nakamura. Kind of like he was with Vader. He wanted to get the Mastodon over, not Vader. So that was kind of the vibe I got. Um, Which is I hilarious because when you look at it, Nate, like the biggest star that possibly they ever had was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which was a dialed back version. Remember, he wanted to call him the ringmaster, right? Oh, was going well, to call him Fatty McFrost, actually, too. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, there. Chili McFreeze. Chili McFreeze. Sounds like a McDonald's that. summer item. Oh, terrible! <laughs> but the, the hilarious part is, it, it's you would think that oh, so let's just basically do an enhanced version of the real guy because it's authentic and it's easy for them and it makes sense and it's truthful and it gets over with the crowd. But it's like what it's like you literally got beaten over the head with it. What Stone Cold Steve Austin. And yet he still tries to ignore those things. And it, it makes no sense, Nate. Oh, I know it's you're talking to a, but I mean, for every case of where being yourself worked, there's a lot of cases of where guys were being themselves and they just weren't well, personalities to make it work. That's I true. Mean, and some people have no personality and that's I fair. Mean, but Luther I mean, Reigns needed a gimmick. I mean, I'll say fair. that much. So that's, that's just, just as an example off the top of my head. Baron Corbin could use a gimmick. I mean, this waiter he just at needs Applebee's to stop wrestling in slacks and vest. That's <laughs> I hate that outfit. Honestly, I actually think this. Look? I know Nate's gonna hate this, but this latest, the last couple of weeks of Baron Corbin running into Extreme Rules and then the actual Extreme Rules match, I, I, it's been okay. Like it's been all right for me. I like I just, the way it, they booked it at Extreme. Yeah, Rules. I thought it was I'll booked credit where credit is due. I mean, yeah, you the, do. The, the but, but, I mean, the I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy, but I'll, I'll, I know. I'll let it be known that what he does when he does something good, just like I'll let it know when he does something but bad. The ring attire holds it back. back. But Nate, the ring attire holds it back. It does. He looks ridiculous out there. Trying to get like, half-priced apps, man. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> I don't know. He's like half-priced apps, but also I feel like, you know, it, it's it's bizarre. He's like the he dressed like the manager at the hot topic. And I don't understand what the hell's going on and why somebody hasn't said, hey. You need to correct this, but it's not congruent with his current character. It's, it's no, and that's the other the thing too. Crap. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like I don't even know what his current character yeah. is, but I know it's not this. If that's Baron Corbin problem. was five eleven, he would work at Starbucks um, in the mall. <laughs> so that's my <laughs> where I'm going with it. Well, well, lucky for him, he's not. But uh, unlucky for Rusev, where the hell has he been? You know. So I miss him I've, so much. Well, here's here's the thing. Yeah. I don't. Neither do I. I don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> and and I wanted I was why I want to bring this up because I thought it would be controversial with this grouping here. I like Rusev. I enjoyed the Rusev Day moments. It was fun. I actually liked it a lot with the Aiden English thing. And I thought that was I thought they killed that sooner than they needed to. I personally think they could have gone on a lot longer with that. I think they were just getting really really good with it, and they killed it too soon. But I feel like well I don't really miss him, and I don't know how he fits back in. So Tim, you were mm -hmm. kind of on my side, so I want to get your thoughts That's on this, and then we'll go to Nate. Why don't you miss him? That's kind of what I was thinking. I think the shoehorning in was kind of awkward. It really didn't write him well. I think they really have to take a break to figure out where he stands. And, you know, a lot of characters change, and it hasn't changed for the better, I don't think. Uh, and, you know, she used to be the great, you know, valet and, and manager and stuff. But now, like, they just wrote her not really great. So, yeah, I, I think it's more so just, like, we have so much some other good things going on right now. It's almost like you want to give Rusev a breather and have the same Nakamura-type absence, you know, l l let him get back in our good graces again. All right, so why do you miss him, Nate? What, what is it about Rusev that you miss? 
I, I was always I never was a Rusev fan at first, but then once he once he started the Rusev Day thing, it really let his character shine through. I always said that Rusev was going to suffer from uh, Mark Marrow disorder, and that was where his beautiful, lovely wife <laughs> was going to outshine him. Whereas, but he actually showed, hey, I can do this. I have you know ideas. I can get stuff over. I'm entertaining. Rusev's absolutely hilarious. Uh, if you ever yeah. go on Instagram or Twitter, this dude is just hilariously entertaining. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if you wanted to, this may sound dumb, but if you, if there was ever a guy that you needed to, I'm not suggesting they do this, but he could fit into New Day perfectly because he's just a goofy guy. And he's right. Fun. I agree. You're right. He is the goofy guy, and that's his his feel. And and the problem is, he's the goofy guy who also thinks that he deserves to be at the top of the card and i think i think that's a bad combination it's like realize who you are realize that you could be a wonderful you know mid carter who maybe at some point in time maybe it does get elevated but i don't think the goofy guy usually gets elevated to the top mick foley happened but mick foley's uh is an anomaly in that sense and he had a 20-year track record of being an independent darling yeah. that, that really worked in his favor i think that's that's the tricky part with that but i i think this is one of these guys who might find himself with another company and you know, and speaking of that too, I know Nate, you're on board with this. The AEW stuff has been fun. I've been I've enjoyed some of it, and and I think again they are going to have a lot of growing pains as they go through stuff. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I love wrestling. I want it to be good. I'd like to watch more good wrestling. NXT is still my favorite product to watch, and it's not even close mm-hmm. to anything. I love NXT, whether it be the hour long oh, show yeah. on Wednesday or whether it be the takeovers. It is yep. the best full wrestling Top show, to start bottom. to finish. Yep. leaves you wanting more every time that's what wrestling yep. should be and the whole adam cole stuff visiting johnny gargano's like neighborhood and then the guys and telling them how you know, here's a bunch of pizzas because you're never going to be anything like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, just got, I can't love adam cole any more than i already do and then he does that and i'm just like god he's so freaking great but at the same time you know some of these guys and everyone making a fuss over this going to aw i look at the roster yeah. And, and it would just really hit home for me after I watched the Cesaro Alistair Black match on Extreme Rules, where I said, Man, WWE is a absolute loaded with talent. They have so much talent. If they just use the ricochets and blacks and Cesaros and, and all the other guys that they have coming through, the Matt Riddle, who I think is going to be a huge star when he gets there, if they just utilize them properly, Nate, I don't think AEW has a chance. The problem is. You know, they're it's it's kind of like that Chris Farley thing in Tommy Boy, where it's like I have my little pet and I love him and I stroke him, you know, and then he ruins it. That's what he does with his sale, and that's WWE. It's Chris Farley with the dinner roll. So I'm hoping that they can do it because if they utilize the talent they have on this roster, up and down from Rollins and AJ all the way down to you know guys like the Viking Raiders, that I don't see why they couldn't just absolutely obliterate them. What do you think, Nate? Oh, I agree. I mean, in terms of talent, WWE is still the top. Cesaro is the best wrestler in the world. You can come at me on Twitter if you want. I don't (laughs) care. He's He's the best wrestler on the planet. Um, But I'm looking at AEW, and I think AEW is is, it's okay. I mean, it's what I thought it would be. It's, you know, Cody has exceeded expectations for me. The Young Bucks are the Young Bucks. If you like that thing, you like it. If you don't really care for what they do, you, you're not going to like it. Uh, Kenny Omega is probably, and this this right here is going to cause a stir, the most overrated wrestler on the planet what? today. 
wow. In what in what sense? You mean in ring or you mean oh, just as the talent? He's absolutely talented. I take nothing okay. away from how talented he is. However, Kenny Omega, if he were in WWE, would just be another guy. And everybody would be like, oh, yeah, they got that Kenny Omega guy, too. But because he is not in WWE, because he was in New Japan and he was, you know, one of the guy Jen over there and he was all over, you know, he's an Internet buzz guy. Everybody sitting at home that would say, oh, he's the best wrestler in the world. Well, AJ Styles was a few months ago. Then he signed with WWE, and now everybody's like, "Oh, AJ Styles." You're right. You're a hundred percent right. It's definitely that thing. That's not right, though. That's a, that's a different story. No, but 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 Nate is it's definitely right on that sense that there is this feeling and a vibe out there that the best guy in the world can't possibly be in the big company because the big company never does anything right, and there's a, there's an overcorrection into the we're going to anoint this person even though they might be very good or great and make them legendary when maybe they don't quite deserve that i i, I do agree with that 100 percent. and then as soon as that guy sells out quote unquote oh he's trash he's never gonna be any good they ruined him all that stuff but exactly. aj styles done some great stuff in wwe seth rollins another guy who i think you could put in that kind of concept where he was big in ring of honor and all that stuff and, and then you you know put him in wwe oh he's not cool anymore i don't know daniel bryan i still love watching wrestle he's still fantastic would you rather watch daniel bryan wrestle or would you rather watch uh, kenny omega daniel bryan omega i agree sorry <laughs> see I, I agree i'd rather watch daniel bryan but that, I, mean, I think it's I also think it comes from the opponent too i think if you, that, put that's, daniel, that. if you put daniel bryan against kurt hawkins okay but you know it's like and not saying Kurt Hawkins is bad. I just know what I'm going to get out of that. I think it also helps that Kenny Omega also had a fan. I think that first match with Jericho was very good. And I think some of the other guys out there in Japan, like the Naitos and Ibushis of the world, when you get to work with those guys, it does elevate you. Cause I think those guys are absolute rock stars. And like, I don't, I don't think I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I love Kenny. I think he's great. Oh, but I, he, I, he I do think fantastic. that notion, I didn't think that notion, like now we're going to see if you can, if he can carry an entire company because I don't know if he really did carry New Japan. I don't know if you could say that. I think New Japan is its own thing. I think he's part they of it. They were loaded in New Japan, though, too. They were loaded. Right now, he's like got to be the guy. Well, and, and they're, not, they're not pushing him just yet because they, they want to establish other names. It would have been too obvious to make him the champion immediately. Yeah, but do you think so. Hangman Page can be the guy you build a, around? Well, I don't know. I think Jericho they're gonna get needs to be their champion. Sorry. Just my I opinion. hate to say it, but I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it might have to be Jericho. Being if you're trying to appeal to a mainstream yeah. audience and to bring new viewers into a television show, you got to have a, a guy that's people are going to be like, oh, that's their champion. Cool. Yeah. Got to be Jericho. People are like their champion is hangman who, you know, no, I agree. Uh, it's Jericho. It's, yeah. It's got to be Jericho to start. Yeah. It's got to be Jericho to start. You got to start with the champ and, and Jericho is the kind of guy that can carry a promotion. That's true, oh, easily. but it's not going to be very long for him to do that. I don't know how long he wants to do that or how, you know, how that's all going to shake out. But yeah, look, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think the fall is going to be so much fun because SmackDown is going to get a new breath of life there in October. And then next thing you know, you're going to have AEW starting and all these other things. And it's, it's going to be great fun. Like this is, this is really exciting time if you're a wrestling fan. And I think SummerSlam is potentially looking like a pretty decent card right now. Uh, I want to talk about this Kevin Owens feud with Shane McMahon. I like the concept of the feud. I'm enjoying what Kevin Owens is doing. Tim and I talked about this last time, Tim, uh, 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 Nate, about <laughs> Tim, Nate, Nate, Tim, have you met? Uh, but talking about <laughs> the fact that he's using the stunner, it's a little overkill. 
<laughs> like it's like, hey, this is my Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the McMahon feud. And I'm gonna use the Stone Cold Sunner too. Like if you just started drinking beer, like you might as well just do that. Like I don't there's something about it that that move in particular to me is kind of lessening my enjoyment of it. Tim, how, am I am I verbalizing it properly or is there more you can kind of make it sound better of what I'm saying? Well, no, I called him Stone Cold Kevin Owens last week. So we kind of <laughs> we, we, we agreed on that front. So it's fine. All right. So is is it ruining your enjoyment at all of it like me? I love, like you said, I love Kevin Owens. I mean, the talking is still amazing. Um, the, the the promo he did about the Apollo Crews not getting enough time—that was that was good stuff. That was kind of was what terrific. we're all thinking. Every the every man role is his for sure. But yeah, they 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 should really stop trying to create so many tangible parallels to that whole Austin McMahon feud. It's, well, it's, that's the problem. It's, it's really it's like we know it's a parallel. It's yeah. I, I compared it to the Force Awakens, like. I wanted to, I wanted <laughs> yeah. the same themes of Star Wars. I just didn't want New Hope over again in the exact same thing with different actors. That's my problem. That's why I didn't like <laughs> uh, Force Awakens. I thought it was just like, wow, I saw this movie before. It was called A New Hope, and I really, really liked it then. But you can give me the same Star Wars themes, and I'm happy. So, Nate, how do you feel about this? Uh, the Last Jedi was good, and I'll argue that to yes. the day I die. I agree. There we go. Yes. All three of us. The Last Jedi was good. It was much, and you know why it was good? Because it had a little bit of that sarcastic humor in it. Whereas the it first did. one was just trying so damn hard. It was and, so angsty. Oh my god, the and, angst. And the, much, and much of the bitching was about like not getting questions answered. It's the middle movie in a trilogy. Not exactly. Exactly. You need gratification. You need questions asked in the in the second yes. act, not answered. Exactly. Morons. God, people are stupid. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But going but, uh, back to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Anyway, <laughs> transition back. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens to me, I'm just waiting on him to come out and spray Shane McMahon with a maple syrup truck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's one of those. I, I love Kevin Owens. I've, I've met him a couple times back when he was in Ring of Honor. Super nice guy. Super great to talk to. Um, the stunner. Okay. Maybe a little bit of overkill. I'm going to overlook the stunner. I'm going to, I'm going to give him that okay. because he needs a move. That's going to come out of nowhere. Uh, right. the pop-up power bomb wasn't exactly that move. Now, granted he used to do the package pile driver. Can't do that in WWE, even though it's literally like the safest move ever, but <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and give him the stunner just because I just wish they wouldn't call it the stunner. Yep. Um, because right. I, I, maybe I'm weird. Maybe I'm weird in this thing because it needs its own name. Like go back to calling it. I don't know the the chalkbuster. The Why can't you just call it the KO? You call it the KO crusher. Where's that? The, the damn KO. Wow. I mean, it's right there in front there of you. There you go. It, you're right. I never even thought of that. But I, I mean, know it, it's amazing I, I like, how the easy answer no one ever like wants to stop for a moment. Like like, I'm just too lazy. Look, I love Cassius, but I mean, come on. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, if you if you use Owens the way you're using him, I like it. It's just they're trying so hard to make him Stone Cold. Don't make him another Stone Cold. Let him be Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is one of the best mic workers in the world. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he can do things that a guy that looks like him shouldn't be able to do. Kevin Owens looks like a guy you would see at you know, the company picnic who is out trying to really show off in volleyball, but no, Kevin <laughs> Owens is a fantastic worker. And just because he looks the way he does, you can really get away with a lot of stuff. I love Kevin Owens. 
Uh, I need more Kevin Owens. I need more of him. Uh, Even though he's feuding with Shane McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon needs to to go away for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but even with Owens coming out and saying, you have too much TV time, Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon is now, in fact, getting more TV time. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, but it's also a means to an end. And I thought this is where they were going with the Roman thing. And this was going to get Roman back of, yes, finally beat Shane McMahon into oblivion and everyone would be back in on Roman. It's funny. The Roman booking since he's been back has been very just kind of sneaky. Like there's been some really mm-hmm. good moments. That thing where he broke into the room and was just destroying everybody when he <laughs> I think it was in L.A. when he went back, like he just walked yep. out of the ring and back to where they were. I love that. There was it needs to be so much more of that. And I think things are getting better with the exception of the bizarre Maria Mike Canella saga, which I don't understand where they're going with this. Like this, you know, you know, I like it's going to get dropped. Like I like potato it at some point. I, who likes it? You like it, Nate? I do. I like it. If they stay the course with it, <laughs> well, it makes. Well, what's the well, end? What's, what's the ending? Okay, give me the book because okay. I don't know the way out. Of I this. don't know. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna. I mean, I know. I Wait, I got it. It's a hand. She gives birth to oh, a hand, no. and oh then everything God. comes full circle. No, she'll, she'll give birth to a foot. Um, <laughs> but if if I like it, because when I watch wrestling, a lot of times I have trouble feeling. Does that make sense? Like I, I'm not invested, and I'm not going. Oh, this is cool. Ooh, I don't like that. I'm just kind of watching it, going, okay, cool. This few, or not really few, but this these segments make me generally uncomfortable. A hundred percent, and because the right reasons or the wrong reasons, (laughs) I think it's and I think it's the right reasons because okay, tell me a more sympathetic baby face when this is all over than Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett, whatever you want to call him. I guess I I guess if he he can come out of this and he can be a star because this was a guy who was being treated, you know, basically he could be the Deborah to Maria's Jeff Jarrett. He could come out of this smell like a roast. <laughs> you know, this is why I like when you're on the show, because things like that come out of your mouth and it makes me smile. Tim, I, I, I agree uh, with Nate. It definitely makes me feel I'm cringing and I can't look. It is like a car crash. I can't look away, but I, I just don't know how you save it. Like, I don't know how the EMTs come in and <laughs> I mean, the, through line is. The, lo- the long-term the viability of this marriage is, is going to be interesting. I mean, she's got, she has to take the time off for another kid anyway. So I guess there's some end point that we can get to this. Uh, and it's funny to kind of make the, you know, the guy, the baby face here with the wife being the heel, I guess maybe there's some sort of hidden feminism in that. Um, maybe not hidden, but definitely role, role reversal. I don't, it's know Mike, I don't know if Mike Bennett's upside. I, I don't know if there's much, um, but it's getting him on TV. It's Paul Heyman working with the familiar face and Maria, I guess. And it makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, it's right. new. Yeah. I mean, as wrestling fans, we always complain that there's never anything new. I don't True. remember anything ever being like this. True. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do a quick look ahead too, because we got SummerSlam in two weeks. Um, I I this, you know the whole Becky Lynch Natalia booking just feels kind uh, of smashed together. I don't love that the Ember Moon little turn there on Bailey. I did like. Uh, God, they need to salvage that character because she's supposed to be dark and mysterious and edgy, and she, as Tim and I like to say, she sounds like a Valley Girl when she talks, and it's just not working. I feel like we're going to get Charlotte Flair in that match. Are we all in agreement with that? Like that's going to happen, right? <laughs> Probably. After, right? The, be- after what Charlotte, after the promo Charlotte cut last night, um, who knows? But um, I mean, that seems to be 
kind of the she's the John Smoltz when you need the closer, just call her in. Here she comes. Yeah, um, it's true. My God, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a TBS uh, reference there for sure. But I don't the, watch baseball. <laughs> I don't watch baseball these days. But that was a good Smoltz reference. Like you made it right. I know. I know. That was good. Tim, you th- you think Charlotte's going to end up in this match, right, Tim? Probably. I think I think Ember and Bailey's not enough to carry. You need Charlotte in a SummerSlam women's main event. Makes sense. I'm loving the speaking of promos too. I'm loving the Ali promos. I want him to wrestle yep. now. Like we well, got to get him up there to wrestle. Going to be so Nakamura that, soon, probably. Well, I'm hoping that's next week, and that's what it is, and that's what we're yeah. working for, and that's good. And by the way, good job by Apollo Cruz. He's been everywhere lately. Yeah, he's been he on every it. show. He's even showed up on NXT. The match against Kushida. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was terrific. I haven't watched yet. No. Super fun. Super fun. Like I said, NXT. God, it's so great. It's Apollo everything they do Cruz. is just right. Apollo Crews is one of the most underutilized talents in um, pro wrestling today. That dude, to do so what he does, to look like he does, it's unbelievable. I always thought he was so underutilized every time he's been on television. Well, at least he's getting he, used a ton right now. Like, yeah, I really and that's think great. And that's great. He deserves it. He's fantastic. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what the ceiling is with him in terms of personality and character, but just from a sheer wrestling standpoint, like that's the thing that's always been lacking on the show, especially the three-hour show, is – can you get enough guys in the ring having good matches that are entertaining? And I don't really care about the win and loss with the guy like Apollo Cruz because I just like watching him work. And I think there's a role for those kind of guys and just more TV time. You got Lesnar, Rollins, and now it looks like you're going to have uh, Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. How much longer will Man. the Kofi Kingston reign last Nate Bush? Uh, I'm not sure. I think will, they, be- will he be SmackDown champion when they go in October? No, I no. agree. I don't think, um, be because, and it's nothing against Kofi, but they they need a bigger star to hold the title when they go to Fox. Um, I Is love Randy Kofi. Orton that star? I guess no. I don't guy. think so. It's I think not. you have to have Kofi win this, win the title, retain the title, and then he needs to lose it to someone else. I don't know who that would be. But my gut, and I hate when I listen to my gut, is Roman Reigns uh, going over Kofi. Oh, that's a weird booking unless they turn him heel. Or you have that's Brock a... switch, switch programs. I don't know. That, that's I just don't see it. Well, they're already I, I locked just... into Brock Lesnar now. He's their universal champ, unless they're going to unify the belt, which I'm all for well, doing that's what we anyway. talked about last week, yeah. Right. So if September is about unifying the belt and you're going to get – see, that's very smart like to not do it at SummerSlam. Because yeah. you're going to get SummerSlam pay-per-views anyway. You're going to get the pay-per-view buys anyway. But if you're going to do that in September or, you know, late September and October, I forget which pay-per-view it is there. Who knows what goofy thing it is. But whatever that is next after SummerSlam, that's the one where you unite the belts and then you have Brock Lesnar be champ. But the problem is you, it's hard enough to get Brock to show up on one show. You're going to get him show up on two. <sighs> that's a little but tricky, that's the star I think. power. And I think he might go for the increased payday with that. I'm okay with that. I actually, I, I told you when he came out and cashed in on Rollins and the extreme rules, I was like, I'm okay with this. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what happened, but I just felt okay with it. Like enough time had passed where I was just, I was like, yeah, all right. It feels right now. Like I'm all right with it. Nathan, uh, do you first, think Brock Lesnar September's be that Clash guy? of Champions. Clash of, well, there you go. There you go. Clash that, that's of, a very, perfect. very apt place to do it. <laughs> Clash of I Champions. There you go. I don't like Brock Lesnar being champion just either. because I'm an old school guy in terms of I like my title to be on, not, not defended, but I like my uh-huh. champion to be on TV every week. Um, and that's just because of when I grew up. Um, I get what they're trying to do with Lesnar's champion. I have no issue with Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar. I think he does a great job with what he get, with what he does. I just don't like part-time champions. Um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, eventually, I don't think Rollins takes the title from him. I think we're 
I think I mean, Roman takes the title from. I think you have Brock go in, and then you have Roman take the title from him at Royal Rumble or something like that. I don't know. I that's where you do it. I think if you're going to have somebody take it from him, it needs to to make a new star, and that needs to be Braun Strowman. I think that's the guy that needs to take it from him. Uh, I can, I can understand that. I mean, to me, the next new star of this company is Ricochet. It just is. Like he's he's the next face you can build around. Uh, to me, or it's Adam Cole, but I don't think they're going to put Adam Cole into that role right away. Ricochet, but I think Ricochet's the next great worker, but he needs to cut better promos because right now his indifference makes me not care. Uh, You're right. You need. Well, but here's the thing: Adam Cole is the next star of the company. Now I don't know what that means or how you oh, agree. put it in there, but there's nobody. I I'll put I'll put this out there and I'll stand by this statement: There's nobody in professional wrestling right now who I think is more over across the board than Adam Cole with everybody except Vince McMahon, probably can argue <laughs> like, yep. that's it. And he's probably the only You're guy who matters, but is there anybody like, do you know anybody who doesn't like, well, that, well, Adam Cole is great. Like who doesn't love Adam Cole? Who doesn't say Adam Cole baby when he comes out, who's not saying boom, who's not like watching everything he does, every match he does. He's got a group of dudes with him. That's hilarious. They all work well off each other. I mean, it's, that's the guy like they need undisputed era. I think, I'm hoping I'm almost hoping that you get the Adam Cole losing to Johnny and Adam Cole and Undisputed Era come up for the fall. Cause I mean, that would be the injection of life if because SmackDown's gonna be three hours, is it not correct? When they go to Fox. I almost not sure. Yet, I have no idea. I, I thought I just not. read recently it's a three hour <laughs> show. And if that's the case, you need to put Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era on that show. Because those guys are the great. We have to get more coffee or cocaine or something to get through all the well, stress good lord you know oh, where you can yeah. get it parts unknown all right <laughs> i want to thank <laughs> oh, i want to thank nate bush for uh for joining us as always nate tell them what you're up to and where people can follow you on the twitter oh machine. god I'm, I'm busier than a three-legged dog trying to bury a bone in the middle of winter but i'll say this <laughs> see i can't get um, away with saying things like that because i'm from new york and i if i uh, say something like that i sound like an idiot but you say it well, it sounds cool i don't understand i'm from west virginia so we we have that down here um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm host, still doing the Wide Men Can't Jump podcast, uh, available wherever you find podcasts. If you're a sports fan, check it out. We also just started a Patreon page um, that actually focuses a little bit more on the world of pro wrestling. We've done a few interviews recently. Uh, recently, we did an interview with Jack Doan, former WWE referee, and uh, we talked mm-hmm. for about an hour and a half with him. We talked with Jimmy Jacobs, and he goes into full detail about what happened in WWE, why he was fired, who fired him, talked about everything, talked about his career in Ring of Honor, IWA, um, Mid-South, all that. Um, Coming up, we'll be releasing interviews with Necro Butcher and former PG-13 member Wolfie D. And Wolfie D has some great stories, by the way. If you haven't heard or listened to this guy, he was great. He was one of the white rappers in the Nation of Domination. He was awesome. Um, and And even more to come. From our Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for as low as two bucks a month. Uh, check it out. And um, other than that, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. I love talking wrestling with you guys. So uh, thanks again for having me. Anytime you need me, just let me know. You always talk. elevate the show, man. Always good to have you on. Yes, it's always yeah. fun to talk. And this was a perfect time because we could really just kind of talk wrestling and not have too many like recap things or specific stuff. We could talk some big concept idea stuff of what's going on in the business and i love those kind of shows and look we got SummerSlam just a couple weeks away 
But uh, that'll do it for us today. Make sure if you like the show, you subscribe over here to In This Ring and join the ITL Army again on the In This League Podcast Network. You can follow him at Team Heaney. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia17. There's only one thing left to do, and that's remember, kids, to be the men, you got to beat the men. And we are the men. Woo!